This past Thursday, all the clergy of the diocese were invited to a seminar on medical assistance in dying. And it was a man named Deacon Larry, who was a deacon from Nova Scotia that was leading our day of instruction and discussion. And at a certain point during the day, he short shared the story about his own father, that when his father was approaching death, his own father was considering maid. And when the family, who didn't want him to do that, came to his bedside, they said, why, why do you want to consider this at all, Dad? And his answer to them was, I have nothing left to offer. And that kind of stuck with me. And I'm sure that's probably not an isolated sentiment for those that are in that situation. But then the question that comes after that is, even if you have nothing left to offer, does that end love and relationship? Just think of an infant. What does an infant have to offer? It doesn't mean that there is no love and no relationship there. That came because I was struck by our opening prayer for Mass today. That part of our, the second half of our prayer to start Mass today is, O oh God, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. And this idea that we become fashioned by God's initiative and by God's grace, which then made my mind turn to probably my favorite quote on love, which comes from, again, Pope Benedict. I'm sorry, two weeks in a row of Pope Benedict, but he's pretty smart and he speaks really well. This is his definition for love. He says, the capacity to love, that is, the capacity to wait in patience for what is not under one's own control and to let oneself receive it as a gift. I'll say it again. The capacity to love, that is, the capacity to wait in patience for what is not under one's own control and to receive it as a gift. And I think that is often lost on us. We often think about love as this action that we do towards others, and it absolutely is. We initiate things and we do things for the good of the other person out of a sense of love. But love goes two ways. So what about the other direction? What about our capacity to receive love? That's what Deacon Larry's dad, according to Deacon Larry himself, his dad struggled with his whole, whole life, was allowing himself to be loved by others. He was a good man and he was a loving man, but he struggled to receive love. And so when he had nothing left to offer, he thought, then I have nothing left. But what is our capacity to receive love, to let ourselves be fashioned by God's grace? Because this is what kind of plays itself out in the healing of the leper today that we have the specific law from Leviticus that the leper was kind of following in the gospel to remind us of why this was so significant that Jesus went to the leper, right? Because in the Old Testament, according to the law, if you had leprosy, you were banished to be alone because it was contagious and because if you had this disease, you must have done something wrong. And so until you fixed yourself, and showed yourself to the priest to prove that you had fixed your life, that you were no longer diseased, 
you were away from the community. When you could prove that, the priest would readmit you back into the community. But in the gospel, this man is kind of pushing the boundary, but Jesus is at the boundary. Jesus is the one who goes to the leprous man. He breaks the law and goes to this man, and as I mentioned last week, he assumes the state of the leper as the one who is ostracized. But he brings healing to that man so that he can be back and part of community. The capacity to receive what is not under one's control and to receive it as a gift. This reminds me of one of the possible readings for a marriage is from the Song of Songs. And one of the verses from the book of the Song of Songs is set me as a seal upon your heart. And usually when couples pick that, I'll describe to them what's actually meant by that. Because often when we think of a seal, we think of like a seal on a, a jar preserving something inside or the seal on an envelope where it's protecting what's inside from any outside contamination. But that's not the seal that's expressed in the Song of Songs. That seal is the old kind of wax seal that you would put on a letter. And how does that work? Well, you take wax and you soften it and melt it, and then the imprint of the person sending the letter, their seal, is marked into the wax so that you know who's sending it. And usually what I describe with the couples is this is the expression of that love in marriage, that one person has to be willing to be softened like the wax to allow the other person to put their mark on them and vice versa, right? And how often do we see in couples that have been married for many years where they are just kind of almost starting to be mirror opposites of each other because they've for so long shaped each other in their lives along the way. If you want the most simplistic example that I have for today, in hockey, you have to learn how to pass. You learn, need to learn how to give a good pass. But you also need to learn how to receive a pass. And part of receiving a pass is cushioning the pass coming in your direction. That you actually make space, you make a change to let the pass that the other person has given you be taken. And it is possible to be a person who just can't take a pass, right? Some people are very good at taking a pass. They cushion it very well. And even if the person gives a bad pass, they can knock it out of the air. They can adapt and receive whatever kind of pass the other person is giving. But some people just really stink at taking a pass. What's usually the problem? The problem is that their stick is too rigid and they stick their stick there, and if the person doesn't give them a pass right on their tape, well, the pass was bad, and they don't make any changes. Sometimes we do the same thing in love. That sometimes in love, if the person doesn't give us the love exactly in the way that we want it to be given to us, we say that they're not really loving us. But is the problem them, or is the problem us? What is our capacity to receive what is not in our control and to receive it as a gift. One of my favorite songs is called Child Again. 
And a couple of the lines in that song are, I know too much. I think I know my way around. Too smart to feel a heartbreak now. Too old to let my safeguards down. When does that temptation creep into our life? Where we're too smart to let our heart be broken, that we're too old to let our safeguards down and be vulnerable, and we start to lose the capacity to receive love from another. So how do I know if I have the capacity to receive love, to be fashioned by God's grace in my life? Simplest one, can you take a compliment? Do you take a compliment well? Or do you boast about it? Or probably more likely, most of us is, oh no, that's not true. Ah, that's a lack of a capacity to receive what is not in your control and to receive it as a gift. Or who has had the feeling of being surrounded by people, people who you know you love you, and to feel like you still are alone. Part of the problem in depression is when somebody is actually depressed, they've lost the capacity to let other people in their life. They've lost the capacity to make room in their life to receive what other people are offering them, whether in their thoughts or in the way that they go about their life. Love is intended to pierce through, to mark, to shape into our life. It's not just what we do to others and for others, it's what we let happen to us. And I think far too often we forget that piece, that part of love. One of the things we have to remember is that people will express their love in different ways. People have different strengths in the way that they express their love. Am I willing to accept what they offer me as a gift? Whether I think it's a good gift or a bad gift, doesn't matter. That might be the best way that they know how to love me. Even if it's not what I think I need, they're giving this to me as the best thing that they have to offer. Can I accept it, right? Just like a child. They drew you a picture. It's atrocious. It's not art in the slightest. But it doesn't matter because that's the best they have to offer you. And so it brings you to tears because they tried to draw grandma or mom holding their hand. Are we willing to let the same thing happen for anybody in our life? The capacity to receive what they are offering as a gift of love. And then finally, just to make the reflection for today, when you come to Mass, do you come to see what you can take out of it and get for yourself for the coming week, which is fine, that's a part of it, but are you willing to sit here in patience to receive what is not in your control and to accept it as a gift? Because if we can't do that, we will constantly struggle to come to know the love of God in our life. Because if it's always just our action, then where is the space in our life to let Christ come in. That's part of what the Mass offers to us. It's part of the reason that we come and receive Holy Communion, is that we are coming and accepting this gift that is being offered to us 
in love. We all need to grow in the capacity for love, the capacity to receive what is not within our control and to joyfully accept it as a gift.